welcome to Men's Speak Men's Group. And then there were five. And the first thing this fabulous five did a long time ago when we first met or came to our first group was check out the ground rules. And you can find the ground rules at mensgroups.co.uk. And then what, Bertie? Somewhere on the site? Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly where. So have a rummage. And if you can't find them somewhere on mensgroups.co.uk, then it's the crap website and let us know and we'll make it more apparent. How's that? So before you do your, your, your um, men's groups, it's always good to know that the space is confidential, which this isn't, this is publicly broadcast, that there's no pressure and it's not an option to bully or anything like that. Um, and that you can say pass at any stage. So there's absolutely no pressure, but there are 12 ground rules um, and always good to start with a good container. You know, I could read them and all that, but that's for boring viewing and listening. So go and check it out. Meanwhile, what we do once we all haggle or agree to the ground rules, uh, are we all agreed? Is anyone going to haggle? All agreed. Lovely. Is, um, and the reason we all agree is then they're our ground rules because we've all chosen that that's the way that we wish to operate. So these theoretical ground rules that you're going to check out, we've agreed to them. And then in theory, well, and then we always do two minutes silence so I can stop being so high and flippant and get real in here. But we'll do 30 seconds. So 30, I'll say two minutes because it sounds right, but it'll only be 30 seconds. Two minutes. That was a quick two minutes. Time flies. Sound more like 30 yeah. seconds, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, on, all the marketing people tell us that we've got to say what this uh, is going to be about. So, go on, Kenny. Who <laughs> me? I thought yeah. you were going to say what it was about. Okay, so um, for me, what this is about is for the five of us to show you. Um, just to hang up, to show you what we do, mainly in our check-in groups. And Greg, Jan, Bertie and I um, hold check-in groups every day or um, breakout rooms. Yogesh has also come to groups and done the facilitator training. So we're all old hands. Um, and it's just like, so you know what's going on. And I'm supposed to tell the millions of viewers what we're going to talk about, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. And we're going to be talking about how to survive something? No, uh, we did that last week. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, the thing like, uh, am I going to kill my family with my Christmas presents? There you go. We're going to talk about whether we're going to, to kill our families <laughs> with our <laughs> Christmas presents. Now, I'm guessing it's not like a set of knives. I'm guessing it's more about our presents, like us presents being who C -E we are. Rather than T-S. 
Thank you, thank you. We have a spellist in our midst. So I guess what we could do, so what we do in the check-in rounds is your name, how you feel right now, and what's up, what's up at the moment, if anything's up, and it could be due to lockdown or Christmas or, you know, relationship stuff or whatever <laughs> it is. So what we could do is name how you feel right now and what's going to, what's planned for Christmas or if there are any issues around Christmas, some people are alone, some people are not alone, some people are, oh my God, I'm going to be going in with my family, are they going to be scared of me or am I going to be scared of them or am I going to turn into a little boy or do I have to get pissed to survive it or whatever it is that's going on. So let's find out. Do you fancy starting yoga? Um, Don't forget you can say pass. Pass to Bertie. <laughs> <laughs> well inflicted. <laughs> so I'm Bertie. Um, we're doing the like how I feel. and mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't remember what you said, but yeah. Uh, so I feel... Um, I, I don't know. I feel a little bit fragile, a little bit raw. Um, but feeling a bit inspired after doing the check-in today, which was uh, just brilliant, like really, really amazing. Um, and are we going to do, did you set around like? Yeah. Um, where are you going to be this Christmas? What's up? And we can do another round after yeah. about, you know, to murder or not to murder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another thing I just remembered, so we should probably say a bit about ourselves, like why we're here, um, you know, our background or whatever you want to say, because most people are going to be like, who the hell's Bertie? <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, so I um, run my own uh, young men's groups uh, under the banner of Young Men Speak. So it's kind of like a like an offshoot of Men Speak. Um, and yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of Christmas, um, I, I'm just going to go back home for uh, a couple of days, uh, you know, a few days and, um, there's nothing in particular planned and I don't think it will be anything and we don't normally celebrate much in terms of Christmas, like with my family. Um, and yeah, um. I don't know what's, what really, uh, I mean, in terms of kill my family, like, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, for me, like, I even if I did get, like, triggered or something like that, I tend to more go inwards than explode outwards. Mm. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I tend to get depressed or something. Um, and, you know, I think the worst that will happen is that I might just be bit kind of uh, brain dead or um, not present and just needing to take a lot of my own space over Christmas. Um, yeah, I'll leave it, leave it there. Has your presence changed in your family over the last few years, talking about Christmas presents? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it. I think it has. Yeah, I think it has. I think. Um, well, yeah. I mean, we went into it in the last one. Um, I feel like I'm. I am more present with my family, and um, 
uh, yeah, less kind of wanting them to change, more accepting of them and more, um, um, I don't know what the words are really, but yeah, more present. Thank you. Fancy passing that one? Uh, Greg. Well, thanks Bertie. Um, I'm Greg and uh, I'm feeling <clears throat> kind of bubbly, uh, upbeat. I'm, I'm quite, I, for the last couple of weeks, I have been a bit raw and I still am. My energy is kind of, um, I'm switching between uh, anger and playfulness and fear and jumping about all over the place. And the check-ins are really helping me stay sane through that, I think, really. Um, oh, yes, I've been involved with the Men Speak groups since the start of lockdown, really. I've been wanting to get involved in men's groups for about a decade. So the lockdown enabled me to do that as my work as a, as a consultant in leadership and management development sort of quietened right off. It's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, if I think about Christmas, oh, I, you know, I could fill the hour here, <laughs> I think. I think uh, in terms of my presence, my, yeah. So my kids are all going to come down and see me. They're grown up kids. They're going to visit me here down in London. And um, I might or might not have emerged Christmas Day with my partner and her children. But that is nice as a Hollywood, you know, a nice Hollywood feel to it. <laughs> we all get together and we all hug and it's just fantastic. And it might be like that, but um, if we can get it off the ground. But there is resistance from all sides. Uh, not from all sides, from some sides. So it's quite difficult to know what role to play. I'm used to being my parents' kids. No, my kids' parent. I know how to do that. Well, I know how to do it some of the time. I, I'm learning how to be another man in the life of my partner's children. Mm. That's kind of wonderful and challenging and difficult. So Christmas is carrying way too much power as a symbol of how integrated we are as a as a sort of blended family. And for me, that creates a real mix of stress and excitement, really. Thank you. I'm going to pass it on. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you feel ready, Yogesh? I do now, yeah. Thanks. Then, you, then feel free to go. Uh, I feel like um, pretty calm, actually. And it's been a really tough week. So I'm really looking forward to the Christmas break. Uh, I'm going to be off for two weeks from Friday. So really looking forward to having that time to reflect on everything that's happened this year. Um, just look back and process. There's just been a lot of um, instability, drama, that kind of stuff. Um, and just use the break as an opportunity to like reground and center myself again. Uh, Going to be spending Christmas uh, with family, so like parents, sister, um, niece, that kind of stuff. Um, but <clears throat> there's also a little bit of that concern in the back of our minds about being safe as well. So I think um, everyone's really keen to have a good time and have fun and obviously see each other and spend time together, but it will still be quite different from any other Christmas. But I feel like that's how it needs to be as well. I don't believe in um, just carrying on as if nothing's going on. 
um, and that will probably change the the angle uh, at which you know this Christmas is perceived as and how it is. So it will probably make it authentic and unique in its own way. Um, and in terms of killing, when Kenny first mentioned it, I thought it was giving me permission to kill over Christmas. <laughs> and then I'll I thought, take the karma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought maybe I could ask for a Christmas scarf on my wish list. Um, but <laughs> um, but then you said killing with presents, and I thought that that was a, a probably a more diplomatic and more legal way of doing it. So um, I might challenge myself now to yeah just with my presence and my edge and my sense of humor and that kind of stuff just um, really turn up with that side of me as opposed to the you know oh not another christmas dinner not mm. not another family set of dramas not you know so try and get out of the old scripts and just like really have a good time thank you pass to uh, jan was it jan thank you it's jan jan yeah uh, so i'm jan um, oh, you wanted some context, didn't you, Bertie? Uh, I'm the founder of Conscious Coaxing, which is a training and development company focused on fostering collaborative and creative cultures. I've been involved in Men Speak for a number of years. I've lost track now. Uh, and facilitating the check-ins for the majority of this year. I feel a real mix at the moment. There is a part of me that is really excited about closing the chapter on, on one of my clients and getting nice and clean and closed with that, which feels great. There's a lot of um, anxiety and stress at the moment as we edge closer to that that final moment of me saying goodbye for the final, 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 final time. Um, and I'm also really excited about having some time to myself to start building out um, both the business and, and the book that I'm working on. And that, that mix, that emotional mix is really coming to the fore as we enter into the Christmas break. I find myself um, at the mercy of other people in my family's perspective of the restrictions and following the rules and being really militant about those rules and really fearful about how we may or may not be able to be together. And it feels like my needs or my thoughts about that are being totally disregarded and I have to be the good boy again and follow everyone else's determination of what the rules are. Um, and so I'm feeling a little bit oppressed actually by all of that and um, what I'm worried about in terms of my presence is that that oppression and that feeling of being restricted and restrained and told what to do is gonna manifest as fuck you um, and um, it's gonna be predominantly my mum my and I for Christmas you know we have quite a lot of the family come in which creates a bit of a, a release both for my mum, who doesn't get to see very many people that often, and for me, because there's other people there with whom I can actually have a similar sense of humour and 
feel like I'm being heard and held. Mm. Um, and what's likely going to happen is I'm going to be cooking three or four times a day for the Christmas period, and she's not going to be happy with the way that I've done the duck or the way that I'm doing this or that or the other. And I'm going to have to bite my tongue and smile through, it's Christmas, when really all I want to do is grab one of the duck bones and shove it through a gullet and tell her to shut the fuck up. So um, that's where I'm at. That's a strong presence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you don't mind me saying thank you. So my name's Kenny. Um, I have the good fortune of hanging out and working with this lot quite a lot uh, and more and more. And some of us will be um, holding the Christmas Day two men's groups, checking groups, and um, same on New Year's Day as well as every day as usual. So some of it will be with you lot. Um, I think I have two slight griefs, um, maybe even fears with Christmas. Um, one is my folks are in Wales and we're not going to go and see them. Um, my wife and I live in London. My brother and his girlfriend live in London. And it's fair because of COVID and even traffic and even, you know, the crap weather in Wales, getting a cold and passing it on and, you know, whatever it is, and the stress and the exhaustion and also the frenzy of, you know, making it wonderful and making it great. And I can be very excitable and very annoying with my presence or very unavailable and meeting deadlines. Uh, so Look at that, getting my badness. As feedback, feedback Hello, whoa, whoa. Oh, is it gone? Cool. So, yeah, I won't be with my folks. I'd like to be with my folks. We'll Zoom at them. The other one that kind of hurts a bit more is my wife's folks are in Italy. Um, and that's even further. And that's across the water, so to speak. So there's a certain disconnection of people, not even that I'd necessarily love to be with, but just the, the distance, the disconnection, that hurts. Maybe it's that if there was a connection, there'd be safety. Even if they were roused because of the food being late or someone, you know, doing something that pisses someone else off or the TV being on or too loud. And, you know, all that kind of like nonsense and drama would be quite welcome because it's familiar and they're together. Um, I feel very lucky because I've, my wife and I generally have a magnificent time. And she used to be, she's an ex-chef. She'd make so many courses and dishes, but now she's learned to do it the day before. So it's there and it always tastes better the next day. And we can just get loved up and go out for a walk and do whatever we do. So my presence will be calm. Um, and maybe a little sheepish because she's just told me that she's bought me lots of little things. And it's like, I haven't bought her anything. I haven't had the time to scratch and, you know, I, I wouldn't know what to buy. Maybe I should be more thoughtful. But um, yeah, I'm not sure how my presence will be apart from calm, I hope. Um, not alcohol fuels as it was through a lot of my life with or without family. But yeah, present present to what's going on, present to who's in the groups, present to Angela, um, and not too guilty about the lack of presence and spending money and 
Amazon type stuff. As far as killing people are concerned, come on, Ian. No, no, please finish. I was just going to, there's something you said that is bubbled, but. Um, I wondered about our so called uh, dodgy behavior. How have we behaved over Christmas? And how has our presence thrown fuel to the fire um, or our stubbornness or whatever it is and this isn't oh i'm so bad it's just naming what used to be because it's interesting and quite funny to say this is how i do family christmas or overwhelm or whatever it is so that might be interesting over to you Ian. yeah it's just when you were talking about um angela saying that she's got you some things it's this um it's come up to me my mum uh, yesterday was wanting to plan Christmas meals. It's like, it's not even like, it's like over a week away. Well, actually it's a week away and I've got other stuff on. Why are we having to sit down when I've just finished work and just made dinner to start thinking about other meals because you want to make them happen. It's, it's like that idea of just hearing that has triggered this idea that Christmas isn't my time. Like Christmas is for everyone else other than me. And it's the time of the year when the good boy in me comes out the most or is expected to come out the most, where I'm meant to just swallow everyone else's shit and deal with it. And you just talking about Angela kind of, I've got you some presents. And it's like, yeah, so you're telling me now that I need to think about getting you presents and I haven't even had time to, as you say, I haven't even had time to scratch. It's like, why is all of this being put upon me? That's that's what came up when you said that. So, thank you. Um, I love that she doesn't want or need or expect anything. And it's just, it, I love that I have that. Yeah. Though it was a different story in my past. And it was a different story with people who used to be in my life. And I wonder whether you used to be that lovely boy. And clearly, you're not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my mum's favorite things is, uh, you used to be such a good boy. And, um, well, and now my response is, yeah. And now I'm a man and, um, I have my own needs and I'm willing to say what they are, even if you don't like them. Um, since when? It's been changing over the last, probably five years and most noticeably and consistently for the last year and a half. So when I hit 39, 39 and a half ish is when I really started to think, hang on, I'm a man. Why am I, why am I doing things that everyone else expects me to? Where's, where's me in all of this? Um, and I think it's, it's a, it's been a lot simpler for me in friend environments because if it doesn't work we just basically disconnect um and it frees up energy for other people to come into my life mm. and there is a part of my blueprint that is very clearly connected to wanting to make it work in the family thing um and there being so much history around the role that i should play that i used to play and all of that kind of stuff so it's, it's really fascinating to see those two types of worlds play play out wow between worlds mm. and that reminds me of what you were saying greg um with your 
potential Brady Bunch gathering. <laughs> Would you say that you're also between worlds or landing into a new space that includes you in a different way? Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. I was finding it hard to 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 be. Um, I think when I think about Christmas, I think about Christmas Day, and that takes me to thinking about my own Christmas days as a, a child, which were fine. You know, it was a it was a it, in fact more than fine. It was a great day. Everybody, everybody sort of was on good behaviour in our family, and and. And so it was, it kind of was magical, I see. I, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love Christmas Day. And I think I still, I think I still do. Um, in terms of the Brady Bunch, yeah, I know what you mean. And that would be the, Holly, the Hollywood version would be, we'd all come together and, uh, and it would be great. And I don't know whether that's going to happen. I, I'd like it too, but, but I, I really want to respect those little children's perspective and, and, you know, the sensitivities with them and yeah. I'm not their dad all that sort of stuff, which is important. But I think also what it represents more now, there is some sorrow in it now, which is that my children aren't in the intact family that they grew up with. Um, and, that, and that is really sad. And we, I mean, they're great. We, I've been separated from my ex-wife for like five or six years or something. And, we, and we've made a, as good a job of it as you can. I think, um, and we take it in turns and we manage it really well and everything, but the kids wouldn't have voted for that. Mm. You know, they're in the, they're all in their twenties now, they're, they're grownups in that sense. Um, but I'm just, as I was listening, I was wondering what I was, where I'd gone to. And I think I feel a bit guilty about it. So I think what happens to me at Christmas is that I really want it to be good. And we've had some duffers. A couple of years ago, Christmas was so duff we just went out a drive. I mean, the kids talk about it as a funny anecdote. We just I used to live up in the Midlands and it was just the four of us. And uh, they'd been with their mum in the morning and they were with me in the evening. And uh, we just got in the car and drove around Birmingham just to get out of the house. We were the most miserable foursome you can imagine. It was just, that's our, and we, we laugh about it now. God, it was desperate. So that was a real low point. And now I think I do, I'm wondering, like, I'm wondering, should I say to them, listen, I'm really sorry about the last five Christmases. Hmm. You know, they, they, they don't make me suffer with it at all. And, but I, I, I think I'm holding on to some guilt about that, hmm. really. You know, if I was one of them and you said that to me, then I'd want to, do, I'd want to know more. I'd want to know what you mean and where you're coming from. Um, because I wonder, because I'd want to feel closer to you. Um, I wouldn't want to go, oh no, don't worry, it was fine. Or to save you from feeling bad. Or, you know, I guess maybe, especially in my 20s, I want to be included like an adult um, and to learn from you. And I would say, since I've known you in the groups, the way that you um, share yourself and communicate, I get to learn from you. Um, so to be let in like that, wow, now that's Christmas presents. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? It would be. I, I also... There are some, there are some, bar there are some psychological barriers to entry mm. <laughs> around, you know. I mean, I have a lovely open relationship with my children. 
open us to a point. You know, it's not it's not always easy to for me as a parent to judge, as the dad to judge, to judge that really. You know, I've got a kind of a therapeutic mindset and, a, and, and all the rest of it, but they don't, you know, they need me to be their dad, not their coach. Mm. I know that's what you're saying, Kenny, but I, I, I do get in my own way about that a little bit and probably, and probably put it off. And there's bound to be some unsaid stuff about what happened with us as a family, even though we've got a really amicable, functional way of being together. Um, well, what I said before, I, I feel like I owe them, I owe them something. Maybe I don't want to explain more, <laughs> you know? Maybe they don't want explanations. Yeah. I've just, when, when you said they wouldn't, they wouldn't have chosen that, something in me really um, was triggered. So my, my uh, parents stayed with each other until my brother and I went to university. Um, my mum chose for us to be emotionally independent was her, her phrase before she uh, divorced, even though the, the marriage had been dead for 10 years before that. And I, I have very, very young memories of, of how bad it was. Um, and had my brother and I been given the choice, we would have chosen for them to divorce years before, <laughs> years before. Um, and also when you were talking about I'm their dad, I'm not their coach. Um, my dad and I was a, a, quite an abusive alcoholic, but once, once my mom and he divorced, <clears throat> we had quite a lot of time to actually reestablish a relationship that was not built on the four of us together in the same house. And I got to see a, a very different part of him. And we became very close, very like potentially too close. Like, I became his friend. Um, and while that had a, a lot of benefits for me, like I felt very close to him, very connected. The, the boundaries between father and son were, were, became quite blurred. And then when I look at my relationship with my mom, her thing is, I'm your mom, I'm not your friend. And the, the, the very disparate points of view that they have, I think somewhere in the middle would be ideal for me, not like so blurred where we're enmeshed in this kind of um, father, son, coach, co-coach thing, and not so cold where I'm your mother, I'm not your friend. So I want to know everything about you, but I'm not going to tell you anything about me. You know, it's, it's finding that balance. Um, that's what was going on for me when you were talking about that. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder whether you're talking about the opposite to a traditional Christmas, because a lot of traditional Christmases I've been around is let's eat, drink, make a noise, watch TV and avoid ourselves and each other. Rather than let's be together, mm. let's listen to each other um, and let's make memories. A connected Christmas. Mm. Mm. That's presence instead of murder, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> or, or a constructive presence as opposed to a destructive presence. And take a lot of courage, eh? Mm. I think with a lot of Christmases, there's also that, depending on families and relationships and what's gone on that year, like a lot of people that I talk to. Um, 
do also have that kind of awkwardness or that um, kind of fear of like things boiling over like in EastEnders like that's when it all comes out <laughs> or, um, or when family members come their mobile to the out. dinner table that's right yeah <laughs> so there is also that element of Christmas and drama and like stuff just coming out as well mm. but again maybe if some of that's real then that's mm. the time for it to happen as well and for things to then be re-established after that. But so you are saying go in for the kill at Christmas yeah. and pick up the pieces <laughs> while you're picking at the leftovers at Boxing Day? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Fair comment. And now I have your attention. Done a good job of like, um, like you know, shaking things up a bit. Then you probably shouldn't be spending Boxing Day together anyway. <laughs> so is that your tactic to ensure it's just Christmas Day that you spend together? Yeah, I think that's what I'm planning this year. <laughs> <laughs> that and the COVID card as well. <laughs> it's interesting how some people see the family as enemies or some people see them as an opportunity or some people can see it as guilt or some people can see it as survival or some people can see it as the only people that I can trust or know who I am. And so it goes on and on and on. Mm. Um, and I wonder whether it's boundaries, good management. And I wonder with COVID this year, there's so many people that have just seen it as a liberation because it's like, we're not expected to, or we don't have to meet so-and-so for Christmas dinner. And we can actually just as a family spend it together. And we've got the perfect excuse to say, well, actually, mm don't want to put people at risk so let's all just you know have an intimate dinner within our own immediate family and not mix <laughs> i'm dumping an exclusive and excluding you because i care exactly <laughs> i'm cutting you out because i love you <laughs> I, I wonder there's something in that word of expectation and, and i think pressure you know there's something about christmas when I, when I observe my mum over Christmas, she always, she loves having people over and it's one of the highlights of her year. And it's also one of the most stressful times of the year because she wants everything to be perfect. Mm. And she gets herself wound up before people have even arrived. And then after a couple of glasses of wine and a, a couple of games, she's like the, the demon of her is released and she's this like vindictive, like vitriolic, snappy woman, which is totally the antithesis of what she wants to be and how she wants to be in that moment. And yet the pressure of everything kind of brings this up. Um, and I wonder if, you know, there's something about this COVID thing around, we don't have to be together, um, relieves some of that pressure in some way. It creates a different type of pressure, a different type of expectation and relieves some of that pressure in some way, because it can't be perfect. It just has to be what it is. Someone earlier said something about acceptance. Was it you, Yogesh? And I feel that acceptance can bring, bring perfection in the shittiest situations. Mm. Um, and you're listening to your mother. It's like, sounds like she really needs attention and love. It's connection is what she desperately, yeah. desperately yearns for. And yet, also simultaneously rejects. And I wonder with you, Greg, because we've gone all over the place from 
from you checking in with your family in your situation, um, whether you know what you need and whether you have facts or fantasies or anything of other people's needs and whether the pieces of the jigsaw can fit together and make one or two doable pictures. I think what I'm um, learning about it is not to hold on too tightly um, to, um, to, a, to a scenario or a fantasy, the Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch. Mm. Um, because as soon as I start to do that, um, well, you can imagine, as soon as I start to do that, when things deviate from it, I get protective of the outcome I'm looking for. Mm. And actually a little bit worse than that, I get a little bit, a little bit venomous. Like, this is what I've done in order for this to be like this. Mm. Uh, and now it looks like it's not going to be quite like that. So I can get a little bit personal about it. Mm. I thought we said this. I thought we said that. And now you're saying this. And I'm noticing I'm kind of hypervigilant for little deviations from the Brady Brunch, mm. for example, uh, thing. And I get, a bit, I get a bit challenging about that. A bit, I'm probably hard to be with. Well, I am hard to be with and I'm like that. Where I am now is much more like it'll play out the way it's going to play out. Like I've got I've got an intention, and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, and when when uh, when my partner and I are both in that frame of mind, it all feels great, and anything feels possible. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work out so much, fine. So I think for me, it's try, it's avoiding getting hooked into a position so strong, which is would be true for me generally. And where I've got much better in the last probably couple of years is to let go of uh, uh, trying to control control my way into happiness. <laughs> mm. I think we control things so well that I'll end up happy in the end, as as if I have that much power. I mean, oh, never mind over others, over myself. I'm different from one day to the next. So yeah, I want to be happy, and the only way I can be happy is if this, 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 and this, this, and, this. and this. Otherwise, forget it. And I need to be loved. That much by you, that much by you, no less than, in fact, you could love me a bit less, to be honest, you a bit more. Um, <laughs> if you three could be, love the same, but bring the respect up. <laughs> and I'll, that'll be just great. Could we, <laughs> could, we go, could we go like that? And to help- have dials on them, wouldn't it? To help you, I'll keep track, really close track, of where you are in relation to these uh, fingers. And don't worry, I'll let you know when you're- Passive aggressively. I'll let you know, yes. I'll let you know rather unkindly. (laughs) I'll give you some passive aggressive feedback as the night goes on. Yes. And if you really love If you really did love me as much as I deserve and you should know you should love me, you'll be able to treat and understand my passive aggressive behavior is really a vulnerable place. You'll get past the passive aggressive, and you'll in fact love me more because of it, because that's what love is about, isn't it? Yeah. Well, in fact, if you really loved me, Merry Christmas. you need to be passive aggressive because you'd know exactly what I was looking for anyway, and I wouldn't have to tell you. It's shocking that we have to spell it out to these stupid people, don't you think? They're all fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I'm hearing from all of you so far, and I know Bertie hasn't gone yet, um, is that we want to express love and we want love expressed to us and we want connection. Is that fair to say, or is that me and not we? It's me. 
Yeah, I think that's fair to say, yeah, love and connection, yeah. Without asking for it, I'd like, I don't want to ask for it. <laughs> I'd just like it to find its way to me. While I'm not being available by controlling everything and running around with food and frenzies and fixing and presence and guilt and everything else. Yeah. So maybe it is quite simply about presence somehow. Mm. Real presence. I worked with um, a woman who had serious, serious post-traumatic um, stress disorder and the family didn't know what to do with her. And I found myself, and this was quite a stretch because I'm a shy kind of person and it's not my mother, but just every now and again, holding her hands, looking in her eyes and taking a deep breath in. And oh my God, it was a game changer. Mm. Um, and I wonder whether I'll do that more um, or whether that's just a way to be present in the middle of the drama to suddenly break the spell. Look at that, I clicked my finger. <laughs> Is that her at the door now? <laughs> As if by magic. Bertie, you haven't come with this one, have you? No, I mean, I don't know what. I've actually forgotten what, what the original thing was that about. What was it about? Um, it was about not murdering and being present and taking space at Christmas. How are you gonna show up? What's your presence gonna be? I don't know, yeah. I think I'd, I'd, rather, uh, I'd, I'd rather respond to like some of the stuff that's shared already. Um, like, Greg, yeah, I really liked your remembering the like childhood Christmases. And for me, for me, it was the same. They were kind of magical and uh, they were brilliant. Like. And I suppose in my family, yeah, there hasn't been really like misbehaving or anything like that. It's just, you know, uh, as over the past five years or, or 10 years or something, um, it's just uh, the family's kind of splintered more and got more busy and got less happy, um, I think, actually. Um, and then there's more of the stuff that you were talking about, Jan, where it's like, you need to put a disclaimer when you say everything. So like, you know, um, if someone in our family was to say, I've bought you a present, you'd have to put the disclaimer. That, that doesn't mean that you have to buy me a present. I'm not putting out, you know, like that kind of thing mm. with the second guessing. Mm. I really oh. know we, we have that in my family, it's like, I don't want to have to put a disclaimer on everything, you know. I don't want people to take what I say and make it about them and make it personal and attacking about them. Mm -hmm. Saying that's just brought something up from last year, where we um, we made an agreement that no one was going to buy anyone presents. Like it was a, an agreement that was made, and then my mum bought presents, and she was the one that set the agreement up. Let's let's just do a year where we don't buy anyone. We don't buy each other presents. So let's just take that pressure off and just be with each other. I was like, that sounds great. And then she brought out presents. And she's like, well, you know, I felt like it was important for us to have presents. It's like, you're the one that decided not to have presents. And now you've brought this whole thing in. So, so it's like, oh, so you have to be magical at Christmas and we have to be the bad ones. Sorry, I'm just, there's like quite a lot coming up around Christmas, actually. Shit. Mm. 
Mm. Presents, I think, yeah, like I've already said to my family, like, please don't buy, again, with the disclaimers, I was like, I had some, so many on this one. It was like, please don't buy any presents, you know, but don't like, it's, it's because I don't want you to stress, but it's also because there's nothing I need or want. Um, and, and also like you were saying, so it could be present and not distracted by that. I really like that idea of not having presents because it's just so much of a chore to kind of decide what to get people. And then there's lots of people and then people keep breeding as well. So there's more babies every year. <laughs> and, then, and then you can't, can't not buy anything for babies. That would just be really, you know, incorrect and wrong. Um, so <laughs> it will stunt their growth. <laughs> <laughs> and why is Christmas about presents anyway? Where does where does it say that it's about presents? It, surely it is about presents with a CE, about mm. actually creating quality time as a family to be grateful for the year we've had and be grateful for the relationships that we have mm. um, and the opportunities that are unfolding in front of us. That's that's. Um, yeah. Old fashioned men, I believe, would work and earn and buy and provide and not be very present and maybe not know how to say I love you or I care or even how are you or what do you need or where are you? Um, and that's vulnerable mm. for us to be living when maybe our parents or grandparents or culture or community didn't know how to do that. Mm. And I think that's what we're talking about, which is a bit of a game changer considering. Um, I really think that things need to go that way because most people can buy what they want for themselves anyway. And then often when I receive presents or people receive actual physical presents, uh, they end up with stuff that they don't want or they won't ever use. And then that's really bad for the environment. It's more waste, people throwing things away. And, you know, really there's lots of people who could do with, you know, or charities that could do with, you know, the money or the food or whatever it is. So I feel like, um, you know, as a society, we need to kind of move away from that material side of things and more into the actual emotional and what the message of Christmas is supposed to be about mm. spiritually. Apart from the kids, I think. Mm. Even with the kids, like, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, the, the present, there's like very few presents I actually remember and like treasure the memory of like getting them. Um, one of them was like a PC game, <laughs> like a video game. And then another one was my dad like built me this puppet theater thing. Wow, that sounds amazing. And it was, it was wow. absolutely like brilliant. It was like, you know, the size of like a, a, a wardrobe and it had this like little theater with little curtains and you can get inside it from the back. And then it's like, you know, this bit where you could like stick puppets up and like, it was the best present like ever. And it's wow. just, I suppose it's just cause you know, he went that extra length to make it like mm. personalized. Mm. Mm. It's the thoughtful, it's the connection, the yeah. thoughtfulness. Because as you said that, I remembered buying lots and lots of little things for my wife. I don't remember if it was Christmas or birthday or whatever, but I hid them in the oven, in the fridge, in the socks drawer, 
you know, in stupid places because it's the magic of it. It's the unwrapping and the thought rather than I'll throw some money at that and I'm off the hook and I'm not in trouble. Hmm. I feel a bit I differently to some of you about the... I, I, I very much like giving and receiving presents. Hmm. I mean, yes, there's a... Because I'm not very organised, there's a faff of remembering to get them and, oh my God, they've sold out and the, the consumerism bit, I mean, that, yeah, that is challenging. And uh, certainly, as a, certainly as a kid, it just felt... It felt like on Christmas Day, what, there, was a, there was an agreement that we're all going to be, as a child, we're, we're, we're going to behave today. <laughs> uh, mm. We're going to let go of all the reasons that we would normally have to uh, be dramatic or selfish or whatever might happen that pervaded family life. But that day was, was special. And I think I still, hang, I still hang on to that. I still hang on to that now. I can't really imagine not giving presents. I really like giving, especially to the children. Mm. I, really like, I like the feeling of giving giving the presents and and uh, making a fuss of the presents that they give me, which have varied over the years. One one year, my youngest, she wasn't she was a teenager, mind. She gave me um, a little packet of Bic pens and a Freddo, which is like I think the worst present I've ever had, but also the best. Mm. Uh, so I, I I think it's I I like it. I like it. I have thought of something that reminds me of the past, which wasn't so great, was my old man used to do the same thing every year, which he wouldn't open his presents. We'd all, you know, dive in, rip all ours open. Da, da, da. I've got two elder sisters. I wonder if they remember this. But my dad used to not open his for ages. It was just a, it was just a power thing. So he was saying, open your present, dad, come on, open your present. You know, I've got you something made out of an, an egg box and a uh, you know Kellogg's cereal bar box or something and uh, and he wouldn't he just wouldn't he just wouldn't do it and I think that was him pull I think that was him making the most of all that affection and dragging it out and in some way uh savoring it I think that's what he was doing mm. savoring all our attention so the need again was attention I think so mm. yeah I think so I th something came up then Greg when you were talking about the the joy that you get from giving and receiving presents i think there is a part of me that absolutely buys into that and to bertie's point about a disclaimer when there's no expectation for me to do so mm. if i genuinely want to or feel compelled to rather than feeling when it's christmas i have to buy presents yeah well i am doing it because it's christmas <laughs> mm. Not, very you know, different you're a father yeah different story maybe i might be quite different if i was a father um and i'm lazy hmm. it's not a priority um and i'm in a, an incredibly fortunate position and i think you said this earlier yogesh i don't need anything i simply don't need anything the people around me, they don't really need anything. And if they did, then that would probably be addressed before Christmas rather than waiting. Spot on, yeah. Same with kids. They tend to, if they need any toys or clothes or anything like that, uh, most people I know will just buy it for them throughout the year. Can't wait to get on Amazon. Exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Is it, do, they, do they really need it, Yogesh, or do they just want it? 
Yeah, <laughs> I suppose it's that. But you, well, with kids, they grow and you know they yeah. need new clothes and stuff. So, like maybe when I was younger, it was quite a big thing, like to buy new clothes and stuff like that. Whereas now it's so cheap and everything is so much more readily available. It's not a big deal to you know buy new clothes or like the basics like that. I feel maybe I'm just channeling my inner Grinch at the moment. What a great place to let rip. Let it all out here mm. rather than whatever it was that you said with that poor duck bone. <laughs> down her gullet, I think is what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let it out, let it out. You know, we, we've still got a few days. <laughs> so we're kind of coming to the end. And what I've learned listening to all of you is not just about being present, but the vulnerability that can come with that, maybe the fear that can come with that, mm. and maybe in a way we're breaking new ground because it wasn't like that in my family. Not because they didn't do it right, but because it was a different time in a different place and a different culture, and it just wasn't normal, especially for men mm. to love and share and be open like that. So surely that makes us pioneers or something. But whatever it is, it's like, you know, how great to have permission from you lot that this is how I am and this is how I wish to be. And it's kind of cool rather than it's going on in my head uh, and to be able to celebrate it, mm. celebrate our Christmas presents. Mm. Um, was I supposed to be talking about something, Bertie? What was this thing again? What's it called? Oh, the, um, the cheat sheet. Yes, there's a cheat sheet. Yeah. What are we cheating about? For dealing with, for dealing with uh, negative emotions. Yes. Uh, oh, I probably need to read that based on what's been going on. Yeah. It's uh, mensgroups.co.uk slash emotions. And it's a freebie? Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's a free download. How cool is Ready? that? Good. Um, Very good. And we should do just quickly like people's websites and stuff. Um, uh, I, I realized also there was a double meaning, I think, in what you said. And we were probably meant to be talking also about like COVID. Like, am I going to kill my family with my Christmas presents? Well, that's one way of getting your hands on inheritance. I've come here because I love you and I'm leaving with the loot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to lick your face just to make sure. <laughs> Usually kiss me so much. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to do a round of websites or something? Should we do that? That just seems so schmaltzy. Go on then. Who uh, wants to... No, just... we, we don't have to. Well, we can stick them in a link. Doesn't feel like us somehow. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we'll stick them in a link or something. What I would like to do before we do close is what you said about uh, check-ins over Christmas. It reminded me actually that I'm not alone this Christmas, despite the fact that it is just my mum and I. I am very grateful that we have the check-ins available over the Christmas period because um, I think they may well stop me grabbing that bone and throwing it through the gullet. Check-ins save lives. <laughs> and duck bones and gallons <laughs> and gallons <laughs>
Yeah, I really look forward to that. Like an hour to hang out and say hi and what's going on and mm. to remember who I am and then to take the best of me back to back the um, the war zone or love nest or whatever it happens to be. Well, to change the war zone into a love nest. <sighs> Any quick words to end? If anyone's got a word or three. Um, Greg? Well, I might tell my children I love them on Christmas Day. You sound so happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> well. and, then, and then just put my hands over my ears and run out of the room. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift. That's presents. Jan? I think it's... What's going on, Thanks. I think it's um, this year's different in that I hope that people will be grateful for being around the people that they are with. Mm. Um, so I think for me, apart aside from like, um, you know, all of the other things we were talking about, the most important thing this year is about just being grateful for the people that you're around. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, to remember that I don't have to do this on my own, that there is, um, there are options for me to let the Grinch out without killing anyone. Mm. Thank you. Bertie? Um, I don't know. Um, I really liked your, your idea of like spreading, hiding the presents around. So maybe I'll do that for nieces or nephews or something like that. And make some of them duff presents, like washing up gloves. <laughs> um, space. That's not, a, that's not a duff present. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you were driving around Birmingham. <laughs> Looking for washing up gloves by the sounds of it. Yeah, space. I really, I look forward to space, space to remember who I am, space not to be in a frenzy with lots of people over Christmas and just reconsolidate, get lost in space. Mm. 30 seconds. It's weird doing 30 seconds after. Isn't yeah. it? Two minutes. Yeah. Isn't it? Wrong.